0: palms my name is Jenna Clark and I serve as a shepherding deacon in our congregation Christ has risen let us rejoice and be glad as we prepare for worship let us bow our heads in prayer we praise you O God and celebrate your presence with us your glory fills all heaven and earth all time and space your gifts surround us and dwell within us We are your children, come to wipe away our tears and comfort us in our distress. Come to heal our divisions and overcome our prejudices. Come that we might be loved into discipleship, amen. Now as we worship together, may our hearts receive his Holy Spirit, our ears listen to his word, and our voices be raised in praise to the glory of God.
1: stand for the call to worship. We gather together to worship our loving, nurturing God, who like a mother knows us intimately, loves us unconditionally, teaches us the way we should go, and comforts us in times of need. Let us praise and worship God, the source and sustainer of life.
2: The Bible, the scriptures repeatedly tell us about God's love and mercy for us. Despite our sin, God is always offering to forgive us and promising us a new life, relying on that love and grace. Let us pray our confession together. We admit, holy God, that we find it hard to hear your promise of new life even when we are dissatisfied with our lives, it is easier to cling to what we know than to risk the unknown. You challenge us to accept people who are different from us, but we are not eager to associate with them. You command us to love one another, but some people are not lovable. Oh God, melt our defenses, so we can accept your love and let it flow through us. Grant us courage to embrace newness. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus Christ, God hears us and forgives us and made us anew. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. Now, as forgiven children of God, let us affirm our faith together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. Now let us greet one another in Christ's name.
3: Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to worship here at Church of the Palms on this the holiest day of the year. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Some of you got to be mothers and stepmothers. All of us came from mothers and some of us have very significant women in our life who served as mothers. So let's just big one big round of applause for all the mothers of this world. <laughs> yay, yay, yay. That's good, good, good. We are delighted that we can also celebrate all women uh, this coming Saturday. Our Presbyterian women will be having a gathering on Saturday morning, and you'll see information about that in your bulletin. We encourage you, all women of the church, you're invited to come and be a part of that great celebration. You'll find uh, a table underneath the tree. You can uh, go there and make a reservation and make a point to join together with all the women of the church as we celebrate all the great gifts that we receive from all women in ministry. So we also want to encourage you to be about a ministry that you can do from the quiet of your home, and that is to be a secret angel. Uh, Secret angels are those folks who secretly and quietly encourage and support our college students. We Are getting ready to send another batch of high school students into college and uh, we love to be able to encourage them from their church home their church family to remind them that they are being loved and prayed for and if you'd like to be a part of that you can find information about that in your bulletin on page 9 and let us know and we would love to sign you up to be a part of that important ministry Vacation Bible School is right around the corner, June 12th through 16th, and the campus will be filled with children and with uh, youth that will be supporting the children in Vacation Bible School. So, Take a look at that information uh, and find out how you can be a part of that with supplies, with supporting, with being a volunteer, all different kinds of ways you can support a very important outreach to our Community Vacation Bible School. And then just after, with the next month, Day of Hope on July the 22nd, we can sure use use your support, not only by being a volunteer, by donning one of those green shirts and being a escort and being a provider of services during the day of hope on july the 22nd but also we can still use your financial assistance with that so feel free to write us a check and make sure that you put in the note that it's for uh, day of hope so that we can make sure that we are providing for that very important ministry in our midst let's continue our worship
4: Let us pray. Holy Father, we lift our hearts in praise and adoration, in reverence and love to you. We thank you for the innumerable blessings we have received from you, for the joy and privilege of worship, music, and prayer. For your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, even in the darkest of times. Oh, how thankful we are that there is absolutely nothing, nothing that can separate us from your love for us in Christ Jesus. We give you thanks for how you are working in us and through us in the many ministries and missions of this church and for the exciting progress of the building of our new Palm Center in the new ministries to come because we have taken this bold step of faith. Today we especially remember and give, give you thanks for our mothers and for those who have been mother figures in our lives. We are cognizant, O oh God, of the joy, the challenges, the complexities in our relationships with our mothers and in the grief and disappointments in those relationships too. We ask your blessing on all mothers today, including stepmothers, single mothers, adoptive and foster mothers, and those who wish to be mothers. Bless them, everyone, with your amazing love, your peace that passes understanding, your joy unspeakable, and your protection and guidance. Father, we also lift up before you our petitions and intercessions. We pray for our community, our nation, and the world. We pray for your church down the street and across the globe. We pray for peace for justice for every man, woman, and child on this earth and ask that you lead each one of us to do our part, however great or small it may be, in your work of reconciling the world to yourself. We lift up the needs of our own congregation and ask that you give the help that is needed to each one of us. You know us intimately. You know each burden and each care enough to store all our tears in a bottle to hold each one close to your heart that calls on you and to provide exactly what each one needs. You, O God, who makes a way where there appears to be no way, who brings beauty from ashes and joy in the morning after a night of rain. Lord, we thank you again for the privilege of worship and we surrender our hearts to you anew. Please make us conscious of your presence as we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us saying, Our Father, And now let us continue our worship with a presentation of our tithes and offerings.
3: Let us pray, gracious God, the psalmist reminds us that we were knit together in our mother's womb, and from that knitting came our abilities, and from our abilities came these great resources which we know have their beginning in you, and so it is right for us to bring these gifts before you, that you may use them once again to spread your love and grace to all the world. The world may know that you so love the world that you sent your Son, for we pray this in his name amen you may be seated like to invite the children to come forward for the children's moment with Carol up
5: up there come on up even if you're visiting you can kind of come up with us yeah it's a good day to be in church with mom so we all know it's Mother's Day right everybody looks so nice and guess what I am so so lucky because my mom is here and she's right over there hi mom (laughs) and my and my aunt is here and yeah so so I have a question did any of you maybe or you haven't yet but do you ever give your mom a present or even make her a card or give her a card I made my mom a card right here and inside it says I love you mom I love you you see So do you think your mom likes it when you tell her that you love her? What do you think? Yes, you know why I know yes? Because I'm a mom, I know these things. Moms love it when we tell them that we love them. But you know what I think they like even more? Is when we show them how much we love them. How do you think we, what do you think we could do to show our moms that we love them? What do you think, what do you think, Maddie? Give them hugs and kisses. Yes, that's the best. What else, Justine? Um, give them cards and presents. Give them cards and presents. Anybody else? Yes. Give them chocolate. Definitely, definitely. I didn't do this, but maybe let them sleep in. Let them sleep in. (laughs) Yeah. Give them their personal space. Oh, yes, of course. Nathaniel. Give them flowers. Flowers. We could go on, couldn't we, Finn? Get them breakfast in bed. Breakfast in bed. Yeah. You already went. You got lots of stuff, huh? Let them come to church every Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. That's good. So we could do stuff to show our moms that we love them. We could. We could <laughs> even take out the trash or clean our rooms. Um, that's right. What would you do? I have to do that. You have to do that. Right? Well, you know what? <laughs> that shows your mom that you care about her because you're helping. You could obey and do the things that she, she tells you to do. What about if you were really kind and loving and caring to your brothers and sisters? Would that be something that she'd like to see? Yeah. Caring for others is, is pretty awesome. Do you think that, here's one, do you think that God likes it when we say, I love you? I think he does. But you know what? Even more important, I think God likes it best when we show him that we love him. The best way to show our love for God is when we love other people. So the Bible says that God showed his love for us by sending his one and only son so that we could have so that we could live through him. It also says that because God loved us so much, we should love one another. The best way to show God how much we love him is by sh- sh- by loving one another and caring for other people. So this Mother's Day, as we celebrate, let's remember to tell Mom we love her, and also, more importantly, to show Mom that we love her, and also... As we worship in in church today, let's tell God that we love him, but more importantly, let's show God so he can see how much we love him. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for our mothers and the people that care for us, aunts and grandmas too. We know that mothers do so much to show us that they love us and they care. Help us to remember to serve and love other people so that we can show you, God, how much we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh my.
1: may be seated. The scripture passage today comes from the 15th chapter of Acts, verses 1 through 18. Then certain individuals came down from Judea and were teaching the brothers, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. And after Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and debate with them, Paul and Barnabas and some of the others were appointed to go up to Jerusalem to discuss this question with the apostles and the elders. So they were sent on their way by the church, and as they passed through both Phoenicia and Samaria, they reported the conversion of the Gentiles, and it brought great joy to all the believers. When they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and the elders, and they reported all that God had done with them. But some believers who belonged to the sect of the Pharisees stood up and said, It is necessary for them to be circumcised and ordered to keep the law of Moses. The apostles and the elders met together to consider this matter. After there had been much debate, Peter stood up and said to them, My brothers, you know that in the early days God made a choice among you, that I should be the one through whom the Gentiles would hear the message of the good news and become believers. And God, who knows the human heart, testified to them by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as He did to us. And in cleansing their hearts by faith, He made no distinction between them and us. Now, therefore, why are you putting God to the test by placing on the neck of the disciples a yoke that neither our ancestors nor we have been able to bear? On the contrary, we believe that we will be saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus, just as they will. The whole assembly kept silence and listened to Barnabas and Paul as they told of all the signs and wonders that God had done through them and among the Gentiles. After they finished speaking, James said, My brothers, listen to me. Simon Peter has related how God first looked favorably on the Gentiles to take from among them a people for his name. This agrees with the words of the prophet as it is written. After this, I will return and I will rebuild the dwelling of David, which has fallen from its ruins. I will rebuild it and I will set it up so that all other peoples may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles over whom my name has been called. Thus says the Lord, who has been making these things known for a long time. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Gracious God, open our hearts and minds to the words just read and the words to come. In Christ's name we pray, amen. So I had to do a lot of praying to prepare for this sermon. Steve gave me this opportunity to preach on Mother's Day a while back, and I gladly accepted. And then I read the text. Circumcision, really, on Mother's Day. Between us, my husband and I have five daughters from the ages 17 to 24. We have spent the better part of a decade trying to keep our daughters away from boys and, well, you know, their parts. And here I am, given the text from the narrative lectionary that gets to preach on this very issue. So talk about irony. Talk about needing prayer. Some of you may know that my best prayer time is when I'm running with our husky who's named Malachi. There's something about having no distractions, no phones, no people, and then along with those endorphins that are kind of running through your body that somehow help me to really listen and connect with God in a unique way. So, I would read the text that we just heard, Acts 15, 1 through 18, and then I'd go for a run to see what God might be having for us to say this day. Well, another thing I have to share with you is that I have the habit of picking up garbage that I see as I'm running. This is probably a combination of the way God wired me. for creation care, growing up in Montana, loving and caring for the great outdoors, along with my years of being a Girl Scout leader who's always trying to leave the place a little better than how you found it. Well, now I have some people kind of scrunch up their noses at me and say, how can you pick up someone else's disgusting garbage? And then I remind them that I am running with, being pulled by a 75-pound husky, Honey, the garbage ain't nothing compared to the gifts he gives me to pick up. (laughs) True. So, one day last week, in my collection of a Pop-Tart wrapper and some napkins, I picked up a full piece of paper that said, Pulling Report, you know, like pulling weeds. And it looked like this convenient list of little boxes so that the workers could take a look at it, See what needs to be pulled out from the, that's been checked, that needs to be pulled out. And I thought about it, and I'm looking at this, and I'm hoping that my name isn't on that list. And then I thought about the Gentiles, who weren't physically like the Jewish Christians. So they had to be pulled out. And they were to be pulled out of something quite significant. Salvation. In the first verse of our scripture passage, we read, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. Can you imagine giving the absence of anesthesia in the day? I think that a lot of men would encourage their families to take their chances on the sun god or some other god that didn't demand such a high price. Yet these Jewish Christians were serious about that request. It sounds harsh, but we have to remember that circumcision was a big deal to the Jews. God's chosen people had two primary identity markers, circumcision given by God to Abraham and the law given by God to Moses. So it makes sense that some of these individuals might think that the way to Christ is by first doing the stuff required to be like Christ and to be more like one of God's chosen people. Well, we love a checklist, don't we? Especially if we have everything on it and we're holding the clipboard. Those of us in the church, we can sometimes be the worst, can't we? But we stand at the door, ready to check the boxes for those who get to come to the party. Keep the Sabbath, check. Worship Only the one true God. Check. Honor your mother and father. Check. And now, if you wouldn't mind hiking your robe up just a smidge. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You don't make the cut. Next. I wish it weren't true, but there's something in our human nature that makes us feel kind of good about checking all the right boxes for us and being the gatekeeper for everyone else. Unfortunately, this goes back to our faith roots, doesn't it? When Cain thought that his checklist wasn't as complete as Abel's, he got so angry and so frustrated by not having the checklist that he got rid of the competition. Cain killed him. This kind of checklist about who's in, about who does enough, is the opposite of everything that Jesus lived and died for. Steve is now having the elders, the deacons, and the staff read a book that's called Velvet Elvis by Rob Bell. Bell uses the, am- the image of a trampoline to help us understand the mystery of God and how we can be in relationship with God and relationship with one another, given the limits of our finite earthly knowledge. The fun mat that you get to jump on is like Jesus and God. The springs holding the mat, they're necessary so that we can jump. But the springs aren't God. The springs aren't Jesus. The springs are statements about our faith, about our beliefs, so that we can begin to experience God in our jumping. Bell would call these the doctrines of the Christian faith. They aren't the point. They help us to understand the point. They stretch and they flex with our questions and our doubts, and they bring a fuller, deeper, and richer understanding to the mysterious being of who God is. Now, God is way, way bigger than our imagination, but the discussions and the doctrines are necessary to give us insight, understanding, and language so that we can begin to experience God more fully. The springs only work when they serve the greater cause, us finding our lives in God. So when the question about circumcision came up as a potential barrier to letting everyone jump, Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and debate with them. Now, we have to reach back to the beginning of Acts when the Holy Spirit came upon all of them. Not some of them, not just the blondes, not just the circumcised. The Holy Spirit came upon all of them, both Jews and proselytes, speaking in every tongue under heaven so that all could hear and understand the word of God. Peter says in Acts 15, verses 8 and 9, And God, who knows the human heart, testified to them by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us. And in cleansing their hearts by faith, he made no distinction between them and us. Did you hear that? God made no distinction between them and us. We're all invited to jump. And you know why? Because Jesus came to earth, not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Jesus paid the price for the requirements of the law so that we all can now be in direct relationship with God. Peter stood up and said in verse 11, We believe that we will be saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ just as they will. How will we be saved? Through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not going to lie. Grace is kind of like a four-letter word for some of us competitive people. I happen to be an overachieving, get-her-done-with-excellence kind of gal, and I also happen to be just the tiniest bit competitive. My favorite letter is A, plus. My second favorite letter, I don't have a second favorite letter, I only like A's. I promise, I promise, we aren't going to turn this into this therapy session for Lori, but I do want to explore the concept of grace with you. Brendan Manning writes, "'The heart of Jesus loves us as we are and not as we should be, "'beyond worthiness and unworthiness, beyond fidelity and infidelity. "'He who loves us in the morning sun and the evening rain without caution,' regret, boundary, limit, or breaking point. This kind of grace-filled love is a gift. We can't do anything to get it. We can't follow enough rules or check enough boxes. We can't earn it. We certainly don't deserve it. To say someone deserves grace is a contradiction in terms. You can no more deserve grace than you can plan your own surprise party. In the same way that planning voids the idea of surprise, claiming to deserve voids the idea of grace. You can ask for it. You can plead for it. But the minute you think you deserve it, it's no longer grace. It's something that you've earned. Jesus paid the price and he offers it to you and to me as a gift. And the best part really, is that Jesus offers it to the whole wide world. Jesus said in Acts 1.8, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. To the ends of the earth. And we don't have to worry that there's enough to go around. It is kind of like being a mom, There isn't a finite amount of love to offer. I remember having Jordan Marie 24 years ago. This six-pound little bugger taught me how to love. And I remember talking to my mom about being so afraid to have another child because I thought there was no way that I could possibly love another being as much as I love Jordan. I will never forget my mom telling me that there are plenty of things that I will worry about as a mom but this never has to be one of them. She said that she couldn't explain it, but somehow God gives you enough love for the next one. And after experiencing that same infinite amount of love for Hallie, I didn't have a worry or a single care when I was pregnant with Sophie. Friends, God's love for us is like a mother's love on steroids. I know that I'm one of the lucky ones with the relationship that I have with my mom. I think of the way that she always listened to me without judging, how she encouraged me and supported me and really, really delighted in me. Her unconditional love is the closest thing that I have felt to the love of God. And yet I know that the perfect love of Christ for you and for me shines a 1,000 times brighter. In response to this awesome love, I want to grow into the person that God has created me to be. I want to please Him, not unlike how I never wanted to disappoint my mom. I never thought I was at risk of losing her love, but I wanted to love her back by pleasing her with my words and my actions. And I think that God's kind of the same way. And when I think about loving God back, I think that the way of Jesus is the very best possible way to live and to respond to God's love for us. Rob Bell puts it like this. I'm convinced being generous is a better way to live. I'm convinced forgiving people and not carrying around bitterness is a better way to live. I'm convinced having compassion is a better way to live. I'm convinced pursuing peace in every situation is a better way to live. I'm convinced listening to the wisdom of others is a better way to live. I'm convinced being honest with people is a better way to live. Jesus demonstrated this kind of living in his compassion, peace, truth-telling, and generosity. He was showing us God. He was showing us the good life. I can't do it perfectly. I can't earn his love and I certainly don't deserve it, giving all the dumb things that I've done. But by his words and actions, Jesus showed us that he isn't standing at the edge of the trampoline with the checklist of which we could never, ever fulfill. He's inviting us to jump. To jump with him and to jump with one another We don't get to choose who's jumping and who's not. And it might help us to remember that God's grace is ridiculously inclusive. Apparently, God doesn't care very much about who he loves, he's not very careful about the people he calls his friends or the people that he calls his church. Henry Nouwen was a legendary priest and teacher who taught at highly respected universities like Harvard, Yale, and Notre Dame. But Henry came to believe that those settings did not, for him, bring out the person that God had created him to be. So this famous writer spent the last 10 years of his life caring for the physically and mentally challenged people at a small community called Loche. While he was there, Henry made friends with a resident named Trevor, who had many mental and emotional challenges. One time when Trevor was sent to a hospital for evaluation, Henry called to arrange a visit. When the people who ran the hospital found out that the famous Henry Nowen was coming, they asked if he'd meet with some doctors and other important people. He agreed, and when he arrived, there was a fabulous luncheon set out at a special place called the Golden Room. But Trevor wasn't there. When Henry asked where Trevor was, they told him that Trevor can't come to this lunch. Patients and staff are not allowed to have lunch together. And no patient had ever had lunch in the golden room. Well, Henry told him that the whole purpose of his visit, of course, was to have lunch with Trevor. So if Trevor wasn't gonna be there, neither was Henry. Somehow they found a way to get Trevor into that exclusive place. The golden room was filled with adults who were really excited about the great Henry Nouwen being in their midst. Some tried to get close to him. They thought of how great it would be to tell their friends that they got to hang out with Henry Nowen. Today, people would be posting it on Facebook and Instagram. Some people pretended to read books that they hadn't even read so they would appear smarter than they really were. Others were still upset about the rule that separates patients and staff and how it had been broken. Trevor didn't take notice of the fuss. He just sat next to Henry, and at one point when Henry was talking to the person on his other side, he didn't notice when Trevor stood up to speak to the crowd. "'A toast,' Trevor said. "'I will now offer a toast.' The room grew quiet. What in the world was this man going to do?" Then Trevor began to sing, "'If you're happy and you know it, raise your glass.' If you're happy and you know it, raise your glass. If you're happy and you know it. If you're happy and you know it. If you're happy and you know it, raise your glass. At first, people weren't sure how to respond, but Trevor was beaming. His face and his voice told everyone how glad and how proud he was to be there with his friend Henry. Somehow, in his brokenness and his joy, Trevor gave a gift that no one else in that room could give. People started to sing, softly at first, but then with more enthusiasm, until doctors and priests and PhDs were almost shouting, if you're happy and you know it. No one was trying to show off anymore. No one worried about the rules. No one tried to separate the PhDs from the ADDs. God's grace is like that. It levels us. It's not about the amount of money that you have, or the amount of degrees that you've earned, or your physical appearance, or anything else that we try to put on the checklist. It's about the joy of jumping. Friends, I hope we leave this place with a joy that is so deep and so full that it just spills all out of us because we are loved and adored by God. And guess what? That love is so big, there's enough for all of us in here and for everyone out there as well. And now may that ridiculous, abundant grace of God bless you and keep you on this day and every day. Amen. (laughs) Oh. <laughs>